everyone. Welcome to the Let It Be podcast. I'm your host, Becky Ziegenfuss. Each show, I share conversations around purpose and promise. We talk about friendships, family, faith, all the favorite things. Make this your time. So whatever you have to do, let it go, let it wait, let it be. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Let It Be podcast. This is the second installment of our Back to School edition, and I'm very excited because I have four guests with me today who are significantly younger than voices that you have heard before. With me today, and I'm sure all of these girls are extremely excited that it's back to school, are two of my daughters and two of their friends. So girls, we're just going to go around the room and I want you to tell us your name and tell us what grade you're going into. Hi, I'm Elle. I'm going to be a junior this year. Hi, I'm Jill. I'll be a junior. Hi, I'm Kate. I'm going to be a freshman. Hi, I'm Jules. I'll be in eighth grade. I'm so excited. Thanks, you guys, for coming on my podcast. No excitement. None. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> all right. To all of our listeners, this is going to be a new experience because not only are they sharing their deepest, darkest secrets with you, but it really is almost time to go back to school. So there's a lot of new stress and new anxiety weighing on them as we start a school year that is going to look very different than years of the past. So girls, first of all, I just want to know, what are you excited about for the school year? Um, I know that I'm personally just excited to be back with all of my friends, even though it's going to look a lot different. I feel like I haven't seen really everyone since March. Yeah. What, what else? Yeah, I'm saying I can't wait to see my friends. I haven't seen a lot of them since March, and I personally love school a lot. So I just can't wait to be in, to be back in that environment. You're making every teacher's heart just explode right now <laughs> to hear their students say, I love school. Yeah, Honestly, I just feel like high school, especially like freshman year is like a fresh start. So I'm really excited. I'm also excited to like see my friends and stuff as well. Yeah. I'm excited to meet my new teachers and see friends that I haven't seen in a long time. So you guys are all going back to school in person, right? Yeah. And you had yeah. the option, I think all of the schools that are represented here, you all had the option to either go in person mm -hmm. or to do it online, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's going to look a little bit different this year. Has anyone been back yet to your buildings to see what it is? I know my girls have. Yeah, I went back for orientation today and yesterday, and it doesn't look really different, but all of our classrooms have plexiglass on all of the desks that way that it helps I mean, I guess social distance. Yeah. Tell me about you came home and you said that you were like running to go greet one of your friends with a hug and what happened? Oh, yes. <laughs> so today, yesterday was freshman's orientation and I was there because I'm a peer advisor at my school. So today for mine, I went for sophomore orientation or junior orientation and I saw one of my friends and I just went up to go give her a hug. We both had our masks on and mm -hmm. I just kind of got a weird not a glare, but like just a look from a teacher. And I felt awkward and like felt like I shouldn't have hugged her maybe in front of people. But I mean, she didn't say anything. So yeah, yeah I'm sure all those teachers are, tr are just trying to follow the rules too, because there are going to be a lot of new ones this year. Yeah. So what I want to talk about today, all four of you call yourselves Jesus followers, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what I want to talk about today is what that looks like in 2020 for 
teenagers your age to be different than a lot of teenagers that you're around because if you choose to follow Jesus in the ways of Jesus, it's going to look different than the rest of the world. So I want to talk about that today, um, what that looks like and how you have made choices to make the decisions that you've made and maybe some struggles that you faced along the way because of that. Are we, are we all good? And it's going to be fun. So we can <laughs> laugh and have a good time too. All right. So this is what I want to know. What is it like today being a teenager as you are, who are making choices that are different than the rest of the world? I'll give you an example. When some kids are choosing to, we'll just make it really basic, break the rules, you're choosing to say, nope, that doesn't align with the belief system that I follow, so I'm going to be different. Who wants to go? <laughs> um, I'm going to call on you like a teacher. <laughs> I think that right now, especially with everything that's going on, not just within like communities, but around the world, it's a lot harder to be able to be out there with your beliefs just because I feel like with um, just circumstances, our beliefs are not really top of the charts right now and what people are necessarily posting about, mm. especially. So I just feel like even some of my really close friends don't have the same beliefs that I do. So I honestly just try to not bring it up in conversation if that's a topic that we're talking about. And I'm really careful about like what I'm posting that way that I'm not offending people that I'm, I surround myself with and that like I have contact with on a daily. Yeah, that's good. What else? It seems like social media is something that you just brought up. So I know with your generation, social media is a huge way that you connect and communicate with one another. So for you, Elle, you were just saying that you're careful with what you post so that what you don't cause like division or. I'm honestly like, a, I have a lot of friends who are really into politics and like knowing what's going on around the world. And I'm not necessarily cause I just don't like, I don't spend time looking that stuff up and like researching. And so I just, I feel like I should be more cautious because I wouldn't honestly be able to put up a fight with a belief that they're maybe going against or just arguing with me about. So I don't want to have to put myself in that position mm -hmm. just because I, I honestly don't know what I would say. Well, that's actually a really, you may not realize it, but that's a really good step of wisdom that if you don't have the knowledge to back up what you're going to say or a position that you're going to hold, no matter what it is, it's best to just not say anything. So yeah. that's, that's actually really good. But other than social media, what are some other challenges that you guys face when it comes to, and don't, I don't want you ratting anybody out. So don't use names, <laughs> don't use any circumstances that someone's going to know about, but what have been other challenges that you have faced to be different, to be different from the world? Something I would say is just like being able to say no to something. Mm -hmm. Like if my friends, well, not my friends specifically, but like if someone wants me to like do something that's like not what I believe or not something I feel comfortable doing. I feel like it's very like peer pressuring and like hard to say no a lot of the times. But I feel like knowing that I have a belief and that like I know Jesus, it's easier for me like to feel okay about it mm -hmm. and know that I'm living for someone else other than myself. Mm, Jules, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. So how important is it then the friends that you surround yourself with? 
I think it's really important, um, the friends you surround yourself with. Um, for me, at least in high school, it's been really hard to follow Jesus just because I have had to distance myself from people that I was close with just because we do believe and do want different things in life. Um, and through that, I've made new friends um, who do follow Jesus and who do want the same things as I do. And it makes following Jesus a lot easier and a lot more like practical. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That is so good that you recognize that because I think one of the hardest things and you, you will, I will say that parents do know what they're talking about and they usually do have life experience that they get to <laughs> reflect back on and share with their kids. It's a beautiful way that God designed that. But when you're teenagers, your friend groups are truly everything, right? I mean, yes. they are the most influential people in your lives. As much as I would like to believe that I am, we know that <laughs> your friends are the most influential people in your lives. Yeah. And there's a saying that says you're, you're basically the average of the friends that you send, surround yourself with. So if you think about like your five closest friends, are you the one that is always leading them or, or? On the, are you on the bottom where they're the ones who are always leading you? Because usually you'll be somewhere right in the middle of where those friends are. So recognizing that sometimes you're going to have to make really hard choices to say, you know, you're making these decisions that A, I don't want to be making or B, I don't want my reputation is too important to me to risk it on even, you know, being part of what's going on. That's really good that you already can see that and have made those, those decisions. So since you girls are so young, and let me make sure all of our listeners know this, two of you, Jules and Jill, you guys are in a public school. Yeah. yeah. And then Elle, you are starting your second year. You've been in public school your whole, all of your years, and you're starting your second year at a private Christian school. And then Kate, you're going to a Christian school for the first time this year. So for you, Jill and Jules, how have you in your large school been able to find your people? Um, I grew up with basically my same group of friends I have now. Okay. I met a lot of them at a young age, and we just stayed friends. And some of them, I switched schools in sixth grade due mm -hmm. to, like, I don't know how to call it. but Was it like redistricting? Did they do that in your school district, or was it? Okay. It's sort of confusing, but I met, like, a few new friends at that new school. Okay. I saw my old friends, so. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Jill? Can you say the question? How have you found your friend group since you are at a public school where I'm guessing that the majority probably make different decisions than you do? Yeah, yeah. It took a while to find my people at my school. Um, but through Young Life, do I need to explain that? Uh, yeah, you can tell us what Young Life is. Um, so Young Life is basically just like this Christian organization where it's a bunch of college students who um, like lead high schoolers. Um, so through Young Life, I've found my friends and yeah, just Young Life. Mm -hmm. So that's been like a source of community for you. Yeah. And then my girls, what about, I know Kate, you'll probably have to kind of speak because you're, you're not really in the school yet, yeah. but um, Elle, maybe you can speak to how you have found, because we all know that even though you're at a Christian school, that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone is making all of the same great Jesus following decisions. So how have you been able to find like your good crew? Um, definitely. I've like, I feel like 
all of the years that I've just been in school, I've always had like a solid group, whether it changed or not. Mm -hmm. But especially coming to um, my private school this year and this will be my second year. So last year, I kind of, as soon as I started going, they were all, like all the students there were very opening to me, especially considering I was like a new kid and they don't get a lot of those. Especially so, as a sophomore, because you started going there as a sophomore. Yeah, and they do have a lot of freshmen that come in, but sophomore year was just kind of different. Like not a lot of kids switch midway through high school. And so I was nervous, but um, I got to meet a couple girls before school started and they kind of just set the path and like just made a way and their group kind of became my group. And those two girls, I'm still really, really good friends with now. And it's just kind of been that, that group has just been my group this whole year. And going into sophomore, I keep saying sophomore, going into junior year, I still have those same friends. And like today at orientation, we were all comparing schedules and it was just really cool to just see that like over summer in quarantine that hadn't changed. Yeah. You guys all got to reconnect. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. So how would you all describe your, and I'll explain this because it might sound just really fancy. How would you describe like your journey of where you are in your faith? So did you, I know that you all grew up in Christian homes. Did you make this decision as children? And then your parents have really just kind of helped you learn and grow and follow or has your path kind of been like, well, I made this decision as a kid and then I really didn't grow for years and then I've made a new decision as I've gotten older. What has it looked like for each one of you? Anybody? Who wants to go first? I'll go. I okay. I want to hear from all of you on this one. So I'm going to call you out. Um, I feel like I made the decision at a young age, but like you said, I wasn't like I didn't grow in my faith at all until sixth grade when we moved to Passion, our new church. <laughs> and I joined the youth group there. And I actually, like, um, we found my faith, I guess, yeah. at the winter weekend that we had. Oh, that's awesome. And then from there, I feel like I've been doing pretty good and I've grown a lot. And I also joined Wildlife, which is yeah. Young Life, but for junior high. Yeah. And just having the leaders and, like, older people pursue me yeah. and, like, confide in me, I feel like they've helped me grow along my faith. I love that. Yeah, I'm kind of like Jules. I um, became a Christian when I was really young, but I didn't, like, necessarily, like, know what it meant, and I didn't, like, think really deep into it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, it was, I think it was last year or two years ago, we... With our youth group, we went to this uh, fall retreat, and we had this really powerful message, and honestly, uh, we had, like, this time where we all just sat and just thought about it, and I, like, finally, I was, like, like I want to, like, kind of, like, have a fresh start, Yeah. and that is kind of where it all happened. I love that. Yeah. It just goes to show, and I'm going to get to you two girls in just a second, how important it is for those of you who are listening who have either had a place in pouring into the next generation, or maybe if you're thinking about that's something that your heart really desires. I mean, just with four people here, you're listening to the impact that leaders who are just one phase in life ahead of these students can make when it comes to really changing the whole path of, of your faith. That's awesome. All right, girls. 
Um, so growing up, we went to church every Sunday. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, and I would say I like gave my life to Jesus in like fifth or sixth grade. And I was really young and I didn't really know what that meant to live for Jesus. Um, and then I'd say not again till like freshman year of high school. Um, did I really like really believe what I believe and really give my life to Jesus and start living for him? Um, for me, my, like growing up, I have never known anything other than like living for Jesus. Like my parents are both, uh, followers and I just like grew up in church all the time, going to church every Sunday. And honestly, for me, I got saved when I was really young. I think I was like six or seven years old and it was like a big, moment for me but I felt like growing up after that it was just kind of a thing that I thought I needed to do just because that was what everybody else in my family did and like that's what I grew up knowing I was like I was going to get saved and I just kind of had that thought planted in my head but I think freshman year was the biggest click for me because really getting into young life and like meeting people that I saw had like come out of like these huge holes and like had live for Jesus and I mean role models like young life leaders and like my third bay leaders and I mean Jules and Jill's sister and like just Mm -hmm. seeing people closer to my age that were able to do that really pushed me to want to Mm -hmm. follow him and like live the way that they were living. Yeah you all talked about I mean it sounds like all of you kind of made this little childlike faith decision and what I love and you may not even know this but in scripture it talks about when Jesus says let the children come to me And that's part of growing that I think many people, as much as you can understand as a child, what it means to say, yes, I want to be a Jesus follower. It changes as you get older because you learn and you grow and you understand more and things get bigger, problems get bigger, Mm -hmm. decisions get bigger. And so there often comes a time where it doesn't mean that your decision as a child wasn't real and authentic, but there usually does come a time when you're older and can understand and start, you're really starting to think for yourself and not just doing what you're told to do. Hopefully you're all just doing what you're told to do, (laughs) but um, where you get to think for yourself and you make that decision. And that's when as parents, we often say we want your faith to become your own because if your faith is just what I, as your mom girls and your second mom girls, um, (laughs) if it's just what you're hearing from me as an adult and you say, Oh, I'm going to believe that because my mom believes that, well then there's going to come a day when you're not in our homes and you're going to be faced with a decision of, do I really believe that? And am I really going to continue down that path? Anything else to add? Did anyone else want to add to that? So what is the most challenging thing today about being a teenager? And it can be anything. It doesn't even have to be like anything with your faith. But what is the hardest thing about being a teenager? Social media. Oh. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone agrees with social media. Jill, you said the other night you were over here and you said, I wish that I grew up in the era when you all did because your parents and we are the same age. And you said when there wasn't social media. So why do you feel that way? I was talking about this with Jules earlier. Um, we were talking about how Instagram is like 100% like a highlight reel of your life. Like it's not real. It's not authentic. Like 
if you're at a photo shoot, you post the very best pictures. Um, you delete the ones you think you don't look good in. Um, like none of it's real. Very few people are genuine and authentic on social media. Right. And yeah, it's like the best parts of your life. Do you feel like, Insta- we'll just talk about Instagram specifically because it's all pictures. Do you feel like it causes a lot of comparison? Um, yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. I feel like I compare like, followers how many likes I get who comments like every time I post something and it's just like so toxic yeah it is I wish like I want to be so genuine I just feel like Mm -hmm. I don't know how to share that Mm -hmm. I'll like even catch myself like looking I was I kid you not I was doing this the other week I was looking just back through old Instagram pictures that I had had posted or archived or whatever and I was looking at um like comments and I was like oh, I can't believe they even commented on my picture. Like they're, I don't even know, like a higher level than I am. And I, that's so sweet that they commented. And I was like catching myself mm-hmm. just thinking thoughts like that. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Like who commented back freshman year. Like I just, and I was like, that's not good that I'm even, that I even care about that. But I, I but I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I constantly compare how I look to others mm-hmm. and I'll look at like, I'll look at their post and then I'll look at myself and be like, oh, they're so much prettier than me. And then I'll go through my posts that I've posted and I'll probably like archive the ones that I think I don't look good in. Mm. This, did you want to add something to that? Or I don't know who just took a breath over here. Nobody. Okay. The thing about that is a, it's totally normal. Um, B it even happens when you're an adult. And that is what is so hard about any of those apps that people are performing or showing their highlight reel is that you're right. It's not, no one's going to show their bad day. No one wants to see your bad day. (laughs) Well, and like, I was just thinking like five seconds ago, I was thinking through your Instagram mom and like, you don't ever delete any of your pictures. And I, this morning went through and probably deleted half of my feed just because I was like, Oh, I look so young in those pictures back from freshman year or, Oh, I don't even look good in that one or just stuff like that. And like, cause I would, I mean, I would never unarchive my pictures to leave them all up there because it just makes me feel bad, even if they were from years ago. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, you don't delete yours. And like, I wish that I could just keep them up there. So do you feel like your generation girls are, is at risk for, because you just mentioned that, that you delete things that when you look past back on, you're like, oh, I don't like the way I looked when I was 12. And <laughs> it doesn't matter now because I'm 16, yeah. but Um, do you guys think that your generation is at risk of deleting some really important milestones and memories because of that? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, I mean, I've done that. Like I know that there's been videos and pictures that I've deleted from little photo shoots that I've had with my friends or stuff. And then I've looked back and I'm like, well, shoot, like I didn't mean to delete that picture, but I also go right through my recently deleted because it bothers me when I have a bunch of stuff in there and I'll get rid of it right away. And then months later, I'll be like, well, shoot, I didn't mean to delete those pictures and now I don't have them. Do you know when, oh, Kate, were you going to add something to that? Uh, Yeah, I will. um, I think I did this recently. I deleted like my first Instagram posts and I really like had wished that like I archived it just to like think like, see how I posted like when I first got Instagram. So I was like, kind of like, well, dang, like, why did I delete that? Yeah. Do you, it's funny that you say that I'm smiling because do you guys know what you won't know what my first Instagram post was girls? Do you know what mine was? Yes. You were smiling. 
Oh, I was? That oh, was my no, first No, it was meme. the double rainbow. Oh, well, maybe I don't know. I'd have to go back, but you're right. I don't delete like them, that. so I don't, it would like yeah. take me forever to go back. I like I've gone through years before, and I know that there's a couple of me at like a Wana. Yeah. I'm yeah. the only person that liked them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I'm the only person. Yes. And I liked like it too. I liked them. it like this You're year right. too, just for fun. Like you had zero likes on it. I seriously think my first one was a, our kitchen table that I was refinishing. Oh, <laughs> that is, that is down there. I, mom, well, I it's go through Instagram like feed a lot. down there. Yeah, I've I definitely like to find gone. Of me when I'm yeah. young. Yeah. Right. See, it's because. It's nice because like you have like all our old memories on I, your Instagram. So I just scroll exactly. down on yours. Do you know how we used to get rid of memories that we didn't want to keep? We <laughs> we physically took the pictures and we had to rip them up because we couldn't just digitally delete them. And when we would take pictures, like you mentioned, Jill, the photo shoot where you only put like the best ones up, we would use a camera that took film. Have you ever seen one of those? Anybody? <laughs> What'd you say? We had a camera that actually had film in it. And when the roll of film was done and you only got like 24 pictures on a roll of film, you would take it to Walgreens or Walmart and you would leave it there. This is amazing. And then you would either check this little envelope of, do I want single prints or double prints? And if you wanted double prints, you would share those with your friends. Can't just direct message. Nope. You, can't, you, you sure can't. <laughs> can't airdrop. You can't airdrop. Nope. Mm -mm. And like I said, the only way to delete them is just to rip them up. <laughs> All right. So based on that, if you could get rid of social media, would you? So we all, wait, wait, wait. We've all said that social media is the hardest thing about being a teenager. So if you could get rid of it, would you? Um, I would not because I also feel like there are really... Um, body supportive accounts and just like Christian uh, like Christian accounts that you could like follow for like example for encouragement like, yeah for encouragement and like if you're like insecure or something you could go to like an account that can like that can like um build you up yes or, build yeah. you up and like or like if you're like worried about your faith or something you can go to a Christian account and they could like help you with it and stuff like that so it can be a really good tool yeah yeah, yeah. all right what what else I think social media, like you said, like, isn't all bad. There's a lot of good things with it. Like, my grandparents have social media. Like, it's a way to, like... <laughs> They're the cutest people <laughs> on social media. I love it. It's, like, a way for them to, like... To stay connected. Yeah, like, yeah. four hours away, and we don't see them all that often. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, coming back from fall weekends and the Young Life camps, like, I've taken breaks from social yeah, media just Which because, is so good. Yeah, yeah, so, like, in a low in life when, like, I just don't need to be comparing myself to everyone, like, mm -hmm. I think taking a break can be good, but I don't know if I'd like 100% delete it. Yeah. For me, I think that it honestly depends on the social media platform because Instagram, I have personally never had like a struggle with, I comparing, I do on TikTok. That's for sure. Like mm. where I compare myself a lot. Instagram, not really because you can kind of decide who you follow on that and whose posts you see. But like Snapchat, I would get rid of Snapchat in a second if I could. But the only reason that I keep it is because no one else is getting rid of it. Like that is how my generation, like our generation communicates. And I don't even really care to have it. Like I, I love taking breaks from it. Like, like Jill said on fall weekends or on in young life camps, but I just, I won't delete it because I would be the only one deleting it. And I, I mean, that's just how people communicate, mm -hmm. but I would love to, I just won't. Do you think that most of your friends, and I'm going to get to usuals, do you think that most of your friends feel the same way? 
I probably, yeah. yeah. A lot of people, social media is a lot of, like, there's a lot of people that I know that, like, struggle with it because you know everybody's plans and details and who they're with and where they are. And mm-hmm. it, it's also, like, that's a tool for comparing because you're like, oh, they're with them and not me. Or, right. oh, they're at that concert and I didn't get to go because I couldn't get tickets or something. Yeah. It doesn't give your brain a break. I mean, it really doesn't. You're constantly, constantly connected and constantly, like you said, checking who's doing what. I mean, when when we were growing up, the only way that you knew that someone was at someone's house is if their bike was in the front yard. I mean, that was it. You Or you happened to call them and heard someone in the background. but Or you went to school on Monday and found out what people did over the weekend. But yeah, I feel for you guys because it's a lot. It's a lot to, to deal with and to, um, it really takes discipline to take the breaks and to also not let your mind go to that comparison. Jules, what about you? Um, I 100% agree with Elle because Snapchat has the most negative effect on me over any Mm. other social media because I feel like you can see what everyone is doing at every moment and like you always feel left out even though like they don't mean to leave you out but you still feel left out. Yeah, because most kids leave their location on, right? um, Or is that just just um, very, very, okay. And like... Whenever I hang out with friends, like, I'm scared to, like, post stuff a lot of the time because mm-hmm. I don't want other people to feel left out. Like, when I'm not trying to make them feel right. left out, like, it's just exhausting. Yeah. And oh, that's a good word. That's <laughs> a good word. A big thing is just, like, the private stories. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the location, not a lot of people are, like, checking locations. I mean, they, a lot are, are on for sure, but the private stories, like, people will just post dumb stuff that, like, they just find funny but it's with kids that you're friends with and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm like, I'm not there. Maybe yeah. even if you can't go and like you were invited, it still like makes you feel left out. And then that thought goes through, oh, like other people are seeing that I'm not with them. What if they think something happened or mm-hmm. just stuff like that? Okay, girls. So I am so grateful that you have been so open with me and with everyone who's listening and that you have just completely shared your heart and your struggles and the reasons why you are who you are and the choices that you're making. And I'm just so proud of you that you have each decided to follow Jesus and that you're doing everything possible to live for him as well. We talk a lot on this podcast about finding purpose in the promises that God has already given us. And we know that we find those in scripture. So I would love to hear from each of you what your favorite verse is. So who wants to start? Jules, you want to start? Okay. Um, my favorite verse is Psalm 139.1. It says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. And I love this verse because something that's not always easy for me to admit is I struggle with like self-worth and like my identity and like who I am. And I feel like that verse just like gives me so much peace. Like at the end of the day, God knows who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's like all that matters. Yeah. Like I don't need to worry about who I want to be, but I just need to be who I need to be. And who he made you to be. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Uh, my favorite verse is Jeremiah 1.5, and it says, Before I formed you, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And I really like that verse because it's basically God's promise of saying, like, hey, we're all different. And, like, a lot of teens struggle with fitting in and stuff, mm-hmm. but God's just saying, hey, I made you perfectly, and, like, you don't need to worry about that. Yeah. That's, and you know, he made a, a lot of us not to fit in. If everyone just fit in, we'd all look the same yeah. and he has a different purpose for each one of us. So we're going to look different and that's a good thing. Uh, my favorite verse is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It says, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. 
And this has been my favorite verse for a really long time. Um, I often like find myself questioning like what I'm supposed to do in my life and like what his plan is for me. Um, so I just love that verse as a reminder, like that his plan is greater than mine and like he's walking along beside me and everything I do. Yeah. Um, my favorite verse is Proverbs thirty-one twenty-five. Um, it's she is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs that fear of the future. And this verse has been my favorite for years just because it really reminds me, especially when I'm like anxious about something that I like, there's no reason for me to be anxious or nervous. Like God has it all in his hands. And like it says, you just need to laugh it off and just wait for the days to come because it's all going to blow past. That's so good. So we asked two questions at the end of this podcast. And so I want you all to answer both of them. Um, the first one is, what do you guys like to do for fun? What What do you love? Ice Anybody? cream. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> is there a favorite flavor? Um, mostly vanilla. I've loved peanut butter recently, but wow, just plain my, vanilla. Yeah, it's re- it's a, really weird. Like, I'm like, like she eats plain vanilla like out of the cartons. It's so good. I <laughs> bought like a gallon from yeah. Kroger just to like, eat myself. You don't put sprinkles on it no. or caramel or nothing. Just nothing. vanilla. Yeah. And I love the smell of vanilla. Mm. Like when we're cooking so and you have to use the like, Oh, the vanilla cooking. extract? Yeah, it. that's your yeah. favorite. Yeah. So like vanilla candles, your favorite too? Yes, yes. The vanilla bean Noel. I like um, sweet <laughs> vanilla sugar. Oh, oh, which one? Sweet vanilla sugar? Yeah. Mm, nice. Or no, it might be warm vanilla sugar. Oh, it is warm vanilla yeah. sugar. Yeah. yeah. I wear that every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the Christmas season. Oh, interesting. Oh. I don't know. It's just like everything, just like the lights, the decorations, like this, I guess like the smell of Christmas. I just love it. I don't know how to like, yeah. That's funny that you're thinking about Christmas and it's August. (laughs) (laughs) I did just see, I don't know how many days we are away, but I did just see someone had a countdown going. So it's coming. All right. What else? Um, I love my dog, Mac. He's a 150 pound Alaskan Malamute. Um, So he's a lap dog. Yeah, for sure. It's like Rocco. Yeah. <laughs> I love country music. Oh, that yeah, is you my do. happy place. Luke Combs. Oh. Both, both the Lukes. All the you Lukes. You guys playlists. I got you. <laughs> All the Lukes. All right. So, and the last thing is this podcast is called Let It Be. So, if there were a prayer that you could each have answered, what would it be? Jules, I'm going to start with you. Okay, um, mine would be to just, like, give me peace about this school year because I'm trying to prepare myself, to, like, knowing that it's not going to be the same. Mm. And I'm just, I've been really sad lately, like, missing out on things. Yeah. Like, football season. I know. Like, pumpkin patches. Yeah, all the and, fall fun yeah. things. Yeah, so I feel like I just need a lot of praying about peace. Yeah. And I really hope that God answers my prayer for that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, though? We are all, we're all feeling that. So you're not alone in feeling that your teachers are feeling that and your parents are feeling that and your friends are feeling that. So yeah, we're with you on that. Uh, My prayer is to make an impact in this world and to be more confident in telling people about Jesus and to stay strong in my faith and also to help people stay strong in theirs. That's a good prayer. I love that. Um, Mine would be that some of the people that I'm not as close with anymore, um, that they would just find Jesus and like wake up one morning and realize that there is something more for them in this world. Um, whether that's through me or 
someone else, but yeah. Um, mine would probably be just to bring peace as well within like me and some of my friendships right now and like relationships, just that they could, that we like could figure everything out and like have it fizzle out. I think that that's a, I heard three of the four of you talk about peace and I think that extends exactly what you said, Elle. Um, friendships need that and our days at school need that. Our teachers need that. Our families need that. And, you know, I think that the fact that you all have been home for five months and for the most part really separated from a lot of your friends, whether you know it or not, that has had a drastic impact on you. And so I'm just really, really proud of the fact that you have intentionally stayed connected to your your youth leaders, to your young life leaders, to your friends, to your family. Um, and if you continue to do that and you continue to intentionally pour into those friendships and those relationships, I know God is going to just pour his favor on you. And um, I prayed a prayer over teachers the last episode of the back to school edition. And I want to pray a prayer over you guys too. And this is actually just a verse and it is out of Romans. It's Romans 1 16 and, and it's Paul talking and he says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. And my prayer for you is that you just won't be ashamed of who Jesus is and what he wants for you, who he made you to be, because if you are not ashamed of him being the center of who you are and your entire life, not only are you going to be world changers, but you guys are going to be kingdom changers and you will impact the kingdom in ways that you do not even know right now. Let it be. I love each one of you. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Is there anything else that you need to like tell me or anything we need to tell our listeners that we may not be aware of because we're not as young and vibrant as y'all are? Nope. (laughs) Period. Period. (laughs) (laughs) All right, girls. I hope you have the best school year. Thanks for coming on the Let It Be podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Aren't these girls the very best? My girls have been amazingly blessed with great friends, and they go well beyond the ones you heard from today. I wish I could have had them all weigh in on these topics. Mamas and dads, you are doing a fantastic job. If you're a student and want some encouragement around choosing friends or maybe a parent helping your kids discern which friends should be the close ones, look in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 18.24 says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 12.26 says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. And Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. I am a believer in the next generation. You are smart. You are passionate. You are champions. And as you students walk onto college campuses, and into high schools and middle schools, charge forward unashamed. Remember who you are and to whom you belong. You really are the future. You are world changers and kingdom builders. Let it be. Have a great week back to school. We are with you, behind you, alongside you, and cheering you on all the way.